With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, I'm Mark Hill, and this is the segment, The Podcast. I believe in humans' potential, that the ultimate expression of oneself is achievable. And we all have that urge, that need to progress and become better. And I feel that the trail can help us do that. Whether it's overcoming fears, learning from mistakes, taking calculated trail risks, or building those long-lasting friendships. It's all progression. Join me as I speak with folks who are moving from the ordinary to the extraordinary, and let's catch them on their journey towards the KOM of their life. Welcome to the segment. Let's go. Hey, what's up, senders? Welcome to another download of the segment podcast. This is episode 62, and have I got a great panel of guests for you on this episode. I have found four writers that are really good buddies, and their mission is to help get the stoke and the passion of mountain biking out to the youth, as well as out to the people who are inside and really need to get outside to enjoy nature and getting them off the couch for the mental health benefits, for the physical benefits, and all the great things that we know and love about mountain biking. This squad is out there on a mission to help share that stoke with the entire world, and I love what they're doing. We have Sean from California MTB. We have Chris McVeigh, a.k.a. Sheesh. We have the actor and celebrity Chad Smith, a.k.a. Mad Chad, and also Lane Van Ogle. And if you take those last two guys and you look at their influence, their scope of reach is over millions of people. So a great crew, a great squad, and doing wonderful things. And I can't wait to share that episode with you. But before we dive into the episode, I do want to say thank you to the supporters of the Segment Podcast and Segment YouTube channel. First up is Tasco. Tasco MTB Apparel, adventure apparel made from mountain bikers for more than just mountain bikers. If you have adventure, if you're out there on the trails, take a look at Tasco. And if you see anything you like and you do purchase it, they always are having deals. But the affiliate link that's in the description will help support the podcast. Also, special thank you going out to Afton Shoes. If you're on the mountain bike and you're looking for clipless or you're looking for new flats, take a look at aftonshoes.com. And if you find something you like, use promo code SENDER10 for 10% off your purchase. Again, that's promo code SENDER10 for 10% off of your purchase. Also, big thank you going out to YT Industries, YT Live Uncaged. If you are scoping out bikes for your next bike for the year, consider putting YT in that comparison. You have the Jeffsy, you have the Capra. If you're going e-bike, you have the YT decoy. If you want more of an XC, 
type of bike, they've got the Izzo. And if you want the DH bike, they have the Tuez. YT covers you in all aspects of the mountain. YT, live uncaged. Also, going out to Goop Industries. Thank you to Goop Industries. Goop, if you've never heard of it, Goop is a can that has CO2 as well as sealant combined into one. So never find yourself walking back to the car because of a flat tire. If you carry a Goop can on you, for you or a buddy, you will always have CO2 and slime in that can. That is found at goopindustries.com. Again, that's goopindustries.com. And if you want to give it a try, use promo code SENDER20 for 20% off of your purchase. Again, that is promo code SENDER20 for 20% off of your purchase. Also, as the days are getting longer, the sun is out there longer, Spy Optic is a supporter of the Segment Podcast and YouTube channel. If you're looking for eyewear for your lifestyle or new goggles for out on the trails, check out spyoptic.com and use promo code SENDER10 for 10% off of your purchase. Again, SENDER10 for 10% off of your purchase. Also, special shout out going out to Better Bolts. Betterbolts.com, if you're looking for color in your bike or to just make your bike unique and pop a specific way, take a look at betterbolts.com and pick the colors that you want and the colorway that will help match your bike. You can find them at betterbolts.com and use promo code THESEGMENT10 for 10% off your purchase. Again, that's promo code THESEGMENT10 for 10% off of your purchase. And folks, without further ado, welcome our guests tonight, Sean, Chris, Chad and Lane. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another podcast, the segment podcast. Uh, podcast engineer Joey Yates is here joining me. Folks, we have the guys from California MTB, and I am so stoked that you get a chance to learn about them. Each individual, one of them, they are all here tonight, and uh, we're going to bring them on one at a time. But before we jump into it, I do want to recognize Mr. Joey Yates is wearing a brand new full face helmet. And I'm thinking it's from Dionese. Is that from Dionese? That's Dionese. It's <laughs> so light, I forgot I had it on. Joey, tell tell the folks a little bit about that helmet. It's brand new, right? From Italy. Brand it's got the MIPS in it. New. What do we got there? You got the Twice Me technology. That Twice Me technology basically uses the chip in your phone to access your location and all of your medical uh, information so if you are found on the side of the trail um first responders can find you right away right there right there what's this uh, weigh like 570 grams yeah it's so light it's like literally like two and a half glass two and a half cups of water is that thing and uh we want to just go ahead and say what's up to some of the folks that are in the audience tonight uh, we have Alpha MTB, two minutes and counting, ladies and gentlemen, party time. And you know this, Mike Savicky, stoked to hear this one. Absolutely. Alpha, where did you guys ride this week? And we'll definitely ask that question on the show. Trail dogs are in the house. What's up, guys? What's up? And hey, Aaron, congratulations on what it looks like second place on the Velociraptor. Damn, that was nice. amazing. Ed Vale. Uh, Trail Doc says, it's Isaiah. What's up, Isaiah? And then uh, Timothy Haley is also on. He says, what's up, everyone? The, the seats are filling up. Thank you all for being here. Joey, it's been a little bit since we had a podcast, huh? Yeah, it's been two or three weeks. This feels good. A lot has this, happened since. 
a lot has happened since <laughs> a lot has happened since if you guys have been looking at some of the posts that we've been doing and California MTV there's always a lot of great things going on but Joey you recently got NBD new bike day today today was what, the day what were you rocking ooh the new decoy the decoy MX damn so fun decoy MX and the colorway what colorway were you rocking it's a green <laughs> He's got the green YT decoy yes. core three. What do you what do you think? Electric? You going back to acoustic or gonna be hard? I did. <laughs> I, I rode Ted's today and it was just endless laps. <laughs> yeah, it was so fun. Like I was telling you earlier today that my arms were tired before anything else got tired. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Savicky is saying congratulations on yeah, the decoy. Thank you. Charlie Hicks is in the house. He's all the way from Georgia. So welcome aboard, Charlie Hicks. So, man, Joey, I'm excited to bring these guys on. I, I keep watching their Instagram, and there, there's four of these guys. And maybe there's more, but they're four core guys that I see, and they're always doing something funny. Um, it caught my attention on the Instagram when they posted about California shutting trails down. And everything was like shutting down during that time. And I was cracking up at that one. And then I believe it was Lane or Chris where uh, Sean said, man, I think you're going to have to get a girlfriend now. <laughs> and his face was like, oh. <laughs> so without further ado, Joey, what do you think? Let's, let's, bring the, let's bring up Chris from California MTV. All right. Or I'm oh, sorry. Let's bring up Sean. Let's bring up Sean. All right. Here he is. Hey, Sean. Oh, we caught him. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Cheers. 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 Yes. <laughs> How are you guys? Doing, awesome. doing good, Sean. Thank you for jumping on. Um, so, Sean, are you the founder of California MTV? Yeah. So, to clarify that one, the whole um, California MTV brand is really more just me. We, The four of us, we're working on finding a cool name that represents what we're doing together and growing beyond just the four of us with some others as well. But um, I maybe am the guy that uh, sort of like nudges everybody like, hey, what are you guys doing like on Thursday? You wanna go to Texas or something? You know, maybe I'm that guy. <laughs> but, um, but we're sort of just four more independent guys that just do a lot of stuff together. Very cool. Very cool. So it started with California MTV is you. You found the four guys that are part of your crew and you'll absorb them into whatever group name you guys call yourself. But it sounds and looks like you guys are always having a blast together, coming up with some great things. Um, as we bring each cast member on tonight, uh, definitely want to get into each individual person. And so, Sean, for you in mountain biking, how did you get started? <clears throat> so... I started riding a long time ago, but I was really, really serious about motorcycles for a long time. I was in the military. I had the opportunity to spend a couple of years of my life in Iraq and Afghanistan, kind of did some stressful stuff. When I came back, I needed something. You know, I needed something that was dangerous, but I could do without too much danger. Not because of adrenaline, just sort of something to center me, something to find flow. Nice. And so for the longest, living in Chicago, that was motorcycles. So I rode street bikes, raced, and went all over the country doing that. And we would always go to the downhill park in the summer and rent some bikes, ride downhill, have a blast. And 
it just didn't make a lot of sense in Chicago because the highest elevation I think is somewhere between like 11 and 12 feet. Oh gosh. It's not really. Oh, <laughs> You're going to say thousand. <laughs> the closest mountains are in Denver when you're in Chicago. And so four years ago, I moved out here to California where I live in Thousand Oaks. And I live amongst some of the most beautiful trails just mm -hmm. everywhere. I had this kind of garbage bike. You know, it was basically useless. I couldn't climb. I remember one of my first rides. I'm pedaling up the hill and I'm like, I feel pretty good. And then like 15, 65 year old guys pass me. Oh no. <laughs> and then we get to the trailhead where they're all waiting and they're joking and they're like, go ahead, young man. So then I start pedaling up the trail and then they all pass me again. Oh, and I'm Sean. like, okay. <laughs> and so, um, just living right inside of here where I live. And so when I realized I needed to improve my bike, coincidentally through motorcycle, uh, racing and riding, I had a connection with Jeff Sonkrat, the owner and founder of Eminent Cycles. So I connected with Jeff and he really just set me on the right path. And I started riding really from that one conversation. I sort of was like occasional hobbyist to I'm no longer racing motorcycles and now I'm like an obsessive mountain bike rider. Nice. Such a good feeling. What was it about the mountain bike when you first jumped on that they got you obsessed? Was it was it the thrill of going downhill? Was it the was it the combination of the workout going uphill or or was it the bike itself? What was it? I get my workouts in the CrossFit gym. I don't ride the bike for my fitness the way that I think most people do. You have to be fit to ride, but it's not, you know, where I really go for for that. It was really like I could throw a leg over from home and pedal up and then I could be out there in nature and have the wind in my hair. And I found that I could progress a little bit every single day, every ride I'd come home, like, Oh, now I can do this one extra little thing. Um, and because of that ability to progress for a long, long time. And the fact that frankly, it appears to be significantly less dangerous than motorcycles, mm. still dangerous, but less, um, it's been such a good fit in that way. Nice. That's awesome that you found that, that, uh, that the sport, you know, and that feeling and, uh, man, where you live, I know exactly where you're at. There's a lot of great trails out there, which is awesome. Alpha MDB saying, love the feeling of emptying your mind, flying down some trails where you can't think of any problems, just the trail in front of you, man, Yep, that is so true. That, that really resonates with me for when I, you know, people are like, oh, you're an adrenaline junkie. Well, people that don't ride think that. Yeah. All of us know it's, I, I don't ride scared. I'm right. too scared to ride scared. Right. <laughs> like your shirt says, like, go fast, don't die. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's almost like a flow state, you know, when you get into to riding, almost like you're somewhat meditative. You're just present at the moment. And you have to be present in order to, to have a good time and to perform on the bike, which is uh, one of the things that I love. And it sounds like some of the things that you've you found, too, while you're riding. Um, that's cool. And Sean, what, what bike are you currently riding? So I um, had an amazing relationship with Eminent. Love the bike that I rode. Rode a couple of things in between. And now I'm riding a Rocky Mountain Altitude as my primary bike. Ooh. So I through uh, JRA Bikes and Brew, it's my local bike shop. 
owner of the shop introduced me with the regional rep from Rocky Mountain. And he liked the content that I was making. He liked kind of the story I was telling what I was doing and stuff. And he put me out on this demo ride on the bike. And I'm like, I just built a new bike. I, your bike is awesome. I love it, but I'm not going to buy a bike right now. Yeah. I didn't realize they were kind of courting me to come over as an ambassador. Oh, dang. And so I've been with them um, since last summer. And so now I have all the Rockies. I've dang. got a Altitude, Slayer. I have an Instinct. That's really my wife's bike. I've got both of the e-bikes, the Instinct Power Play and the Altitude Power Play. What am I missing? Do I have anything else? I think that's pretty much all of them. Holy so, cow. Holy bikes in the garage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been amazing. And we just got two of the, we just got the two new e-bikes. Um, and then it's really amazing for me because in my relationship with them, I can ride whatever of the bikes. And so I get to ride all the Rocky stuff. And then through the bike shop, I get to spend time riding like all the Ibis and Intense and all the other stuff. So I get to just have an opinion on stuff, you know? People are like, hey, what do you think about that? Whatever. I'm like, oh, I actually have spent quite a bit of time on that bike. I know quite a bit about it. That's nice to have that knowledge too, especially in an era where bikes are harder to come by and people really want to get the information because they're going to want to wait for that bike. And they really want, they really are going to want to wait for that. So it's great that you can have that. That's cool, yeah. man. That's super cool. Uh, Chris Go Bike is sending out a, a super chat. He said, I didn't know Chris Hemsworth was into MTB. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one for me. That's a new one for me. That's funny. <laughs> uh, Chris Go Bike is out of Boise, Idaho. So uh, he's got some trails out that way too. We also have uh, Octodad. Mr. Marty Richards is in the house tonight. Octodad is from New Zealand, so uh, that's always cool to see. See Octodad says, "What up, MTB nerds?" <laughs> he says, and then he does say, "Writing is the best therapy." Yeah. Very much so, which is cool. Um, so Sean, I know that there are more people to your squad. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and introduce the next guest. Uh, who would you, you like to bring? Yeah, I'm going to introduce them a little bit myself because I want to give some background before they get to talk themselves and give oh. them real and true. <laughs> I'm going to all... give a false inter introduction, okay? I can see them all squirming backstage right now. <laughs> so uh, Chris, known as Sheesh MTB, um, Sheesh. he and I have been riding together for the last couple of years, and we just do everything together. We ride together a ton of days per week, and um, he and I create almost all of our content together as partners and kind of push each other and motivate each other and make sure that we're constantly trying to step up our game and the quality of storytelling that we do. We linked up with Mad Chad, who at the time I'm out there riding, like we were just talking bikes. I didn't know he's like a super famous person actually in the real world outside of mountain biking. Um, and I forget that too. We get to spend a lot of time with Chad, such a, a talented guy who is an absolute savage rider. He and Chris both are. And, um, we're all right in the same area. We ride the same trails. We have sort of like that sneak out of the house at two 30. So you can be back home for like family life <laughs> right. type of vibe. No one knows I was gone. <laughs> and then Lane um, is the guy that I think we're all trying to ride. Like when we grow up, he's like the actually like un unbelievable uh, talent. And, and so we've been um, <clears throat> spending some time with Lane, same thing, building relationships together with different cities and different organizations and and traveling and so i am so fortunate to be able to have these three guys in my life and that we all have your crew like you have your crew but you have like your core crew 
Yeah. And so this has been uh, such a magical thing for me that I really think a lot of us can relate to through COVID, like having my homies to get out and, you know, be there with each other has been, has been amazing. And all of them are way, way more humble than me. And so um, they'll downplay their accomplishments, but they're incredibly impressive guys. So I'm so glad to have them with me today. That is awesome. And there's definitely something about having that, that crew, that squad together. It feels like it's something that may be primitive back in the day when you're riding with the crew, you're out there in wilderness and you are like going after something. You're not chasing for food, but you're, there's that there's that adrenaline. There's that something there that mm -hmm. maybe we've been missing for years. And when you're with your crew, you're with your pack, there's that trust, you know, you're following that rider down the trail and you're all trying to get down safe, but you're all trying to get mm -hmm. for something. So yeah, it's a cool bond. Very cool bond. That's awesome, man. Um, who would you like to bring on Mr. Sean for your, for your first person of your crew? Let's start with getting introduced to Sheesh. He's like the wild card. We don't know what he's going to say. Let's oh boy. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Sheesh. Oh, oh hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Chris. Hello. What a great intro by Sean, man. Um, welcome to the show. And definitely you guys sound like you're putting on some really good things on the Instagram, on the IG. I really, really love the one that you guys did about the trails closing down in California. That one <laughs> cracked me up. Um, but Chris, tell us a little bit about you with your relationship with mountain biking. How did it all start for you? Yeah, well, so I'll go way back first, because obviously when I was a kid, having a bike was, uh, you know, it was everything it was freedom. It was the ability to see your best friends. And so, it, and the other thing is I destroyed maybe four of my family's bikes by just <laughs> riding them hard. And then, and then you grow up one day, you know, you don't get to ride a bike anymore. And uh, I just happened to actually go to a party at Sean's house and he had this sick eminent in his corner and you know i hadn't looked at a bike in 10 years but the thing looked like millet it looks like a stealth bomber oh it's dang. an amazing it's a good looking bike and so it caught my eye and we got to talking about it i think i bought a bike like a week or two later maybe dang <laughs> that's quick yeah just like that well because I, I i i wanted to do it i wanted to get back into it i didn't really know where to start i was thinking of getting a road bike at the time because i was I, you know, I hadn't gone into a mountain. I had no idea what to expect. Uh, what was the bike? It was a Rocky Mountain Thunderbolt, a trail Ooh. bike, 130, 130, carbon, uh, like mid-grade parts. I rode the hell out of that thing, didn't I? I rode <laughs> it hard. Uh, it held together really well. Honestly, that was, that was a great bike. Uh, and yeah, that's how Sean and I became best friends. I basically... I've been on RV trips with him. We go bike everywhere. Like it's been, he talks about being a, a bike enthusiast. It's like, we really did kind of go off the deep end. That's, that's so, bikes. that's so good that you had a friend like built in right there with Sean and it all started by just eyeing the bike and taking a look at it. The first time you pedaled on that Rocky mountain, what was the thing that really hooked you into mountain biking? Do you remember what that was that when they say I got bit by the bug, was there something oh, there that was like, Ooh, I don't, well, yeah. Well, let me describe the experience. Cause this is the way it goes. I think probably for everybody. And I was a fit dude too. Right. So I, like I knew Sean from CrossFit. So I was kind of fit, <laughs> sure. 
but it's a new type of, of workout. And so I suddenly find myself like doing everything I can do to try to keep up with these guys who are just like having a breeze up the hill and I can't even stay on the trail yet. You know, I'm at that stage. Um, and then we started going downhill and it was, it was magic. Nice. Uh, but I heard this loud hub behind me and did the rookie mistake of turning around on a switchback. Oh no. And I went right in, you know, bloodied up my hands and everything. And, uh, so yeah, I had a big, I would call it a pretty bad crash on the, uh, on the first day, but yeah, the downhill hooked it. I mean, yeah. you're outside, it's a skill, it's athletic, it's everything. Every part of the bikes is, uh, is great. Right. So cool. Wow. What a cool description of that first ride. And then uh, the lesson of where you look, your bike wants to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't look behind you. Yeah. Who the heck would come up on you like that with that loud hum? That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was trying to time it. He was trying to time it so that he would catch me right at the end, but I was slower than he realized. Is what oh, happened. Gotcha. What kind of hub was he was he rocking? Like one of those instant engagement uh, onyxes or something like that? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> oh, Chris, that that's a that's a great story. Awesome bike. Are you still rocking that bike today, or have you upgraded to another yeah. Rocky Mountain of some kind? Or? No, I I went with a Comensal Meta AM. Ooh, uh, something I can ride around the trails near me and it's not ideal for that. It's a little too much, um, but I can also take it racing and it, nice. and it performs well in a race and I can take it to a park. Uh, so it's my one bike that I use everything for, almost everything for. That's awesome. Is it uh, the Common Salt AM, Meta AM, is that the 170, 165 or? Yeah. 170, 160, yeah. Big, big boy, big boy. Long nice. and laid, long and laid back. Sweet, what colorway is yours? Is it the black and white or the? No, I, so I kind of, I really like the black and white tuxedo, uh, but I got the Olin suspension. So Ooh. it has gold components. Yellowish gold, yeah. And then the bike is, it's the same pattern, but it's dark green and light green. Oh, I bet that looks good. And I have a, a really cool uh, wrap from Groundkeeper Customs. It's like this geometric pattern. It just really sets it off. It kind of works with the Olins. It's hot. Nice, nice. I get compliments. And the spoke straw. And a spoke straw. You gotta have a spoke straw. <laughs> do you have a spoke straw? I don't even know what a spoke straw is, oh. but maybe I do. What is a spoke straw? Do I need one? I need one. It's like the most important component. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I need one. What is a spoke straw? I'm looking at the chat. They're gonna start going off here. Like <laughs> California MTB's daughter invented it. Oh. Yeah, there we go. Oh, oh, look at there's a metal on that thing and everything. Okay. Spoke straw. Is that that orange that I see on there? Dang. It's a, it's a silly piece of plastic that you can buy on Amazon a thousand for 20 bucks or something. Oh, I love it. it. We made it into a joke because it sets people off and it looks like <laughs> something your like older sister had on her bike, right? <laughs> That's hilarious, you guys. Well, I'm in for the spoke straw. So, and obviously multiple colors. So Sean has orange. Yours is goldish? obviously yeah nice i am definitely into that black and gold for sure i saw producer deb was on the line here she says i'm a little late but i'm here and then we got uh right and dirty out from arizona is on the line what's up what's up eric he's got a video coming out tomorrow so check that out 
Um, and Trail Dog says, yes, Chris, I'm building the common salt SX. Oh, nice. So yes. There they, there they They're going to love it. They're going to they love go. that bike. So that that is awesome. And then, Chris, you have the baton. So if you want to introduce the next guest, we'll bring on the next guest for you. Well, let's I yeah, I would nominate Mad Chad, my most recent riding buddy as of I think Wednesday or something. Um <laughs> so sick rider, very <laughs> humble guy. He he takes me the routes he takes me on, I don't even like I'm I'm going up a hill with him and I think I'm at the top and all of a sudden he goes like another 80 feet pure vertical. Jeez. He's a point is he's a mad rider. Point is he's a really good rider. Jeez, those guys that have that extra gear, man, you're like, whoa. Let me hold on and toe. Give, give me a toe. <laughs> so Chris is introducing Mad Chad. So um, let's bring on let's bring on the beast, Mad Chad. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Oh. Just you know, had, had to do it. Had to had to do it. That What's was up, some guys? that was some skill. Mad Chad, welcome to the show. Thank um, you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, heck yeah. Sounds like from Chris's standpoint, you are a beast when it comes to climbing. Um I just I I, I, I do okay when it's like the when it gets like stupid vertical. <laughs> I'm not I don't have like amazing like I don't have an amazing genetic cardio base. But like I no, no, it's it's true, but like I I have that like extra long spin gear. You know what I mean? Like where I can just climb up some dumb vertical stuff. But get me on like a 20, 30 minute climb and these guys will these guys will roast me. <laughs> so I'm not doing no 30 minute climb. Yeah. <laughs> they they, you know, they're in there they're out there burning it they're burning it so chad um when it comes when it comes to you and mountain biking how did it start for you yeah so um i have a little bit of like bike background from my childhood like most of us obviously um i was that dumb kid in the in the neighborhood who would like take like metal my dad did uh construction as a side job he did like concrete work so I would take like the metal stakes from like, you know, what he would use to build forms. And then I would take like three or four cinder blocks and stack those up. And the kids in the neighborhood would be like, dude, go off it, you know, and I would just launch off it and, and land on my head, like no helmet, you know, like oh, that type of stuff. But my, my younger brother, um, he actually, we met at like a neighborhood kid and uh, he was pretty good on the bike. He could like bunny hop and stuff. We were like, whoa. And my brother became friends with him and started racing uh, BMX. Oh, damn. And uh, he was good. My brother was very good. He went expert, like very fast and was like winning some pretty big races and stuff. And I was just kind of like, that seems like fun. This seems cool. So I started racing BMX um, maybe when I was like 12 or 13, I think. And then it was never really like my thing. Like I had that Again, I had that like stupid gear, like uh -huh. I could, I could spin really fast and I could pedal fast, but, um, my nickname mad Chad. So this is funny. So like mad Chad is like my dance moniker, Okay. but it, it actually comes from BMX. So what? I use, yeah, this it's really weird, but like, 
So I did okay in BMX, but it was like, I could go pretty fast, but then out of nowhere, I would just attempt something I never attempt. Like there'd be a triple on the, on the uh, course, some new course. And I would just go for it for the first time. You know what I mean? <laughs> in, in the like, race. <laughs> in the middle of the race. No, it, yeah. Always in the middle of the race. Try something I never tried before. Like a oh, new line through the rhythm section, whatever. And like, essentially like I won sometimes, but then like I ate shit a lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> trying but, something like, I would get, yeah, exactly. And I would, sometimes I would just get like a whole shot, like, I would get a whole shot a lot of the times and then just like eat shit and be out of it. So the, the announcer, I, I came up, I would race BMX at uh, Sycamore BMX in Simi Valley. Um, and that's where like um, Danny Nelson from Powerlight, he was like our big pro at the time. Um, but the announcer would be like, oh, we've got Chad the Madman Smith. And then that <laughs> that evolved into Mad Chad. And I like had it on my jersey and stuff. But I was, wow. well, let me say, I raced BMX. I was not very good. I was like, I I was, I got to intermediate. And I went to like a couple big-ish races and usually like ate shit in the finals. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then I got into... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, I literally at the um, the World Cup of BMX in Pomona, I think it was like 1996, like there was a there was um, maybe like like a couple rollers and then like a huge triple it was like the first big jump on the track and in the middle of the final didn't try it and warm up in, in uh, practice or anything and went for it oh, in yeah. the and I cased it, it went over the bars oh, in the final no. <laughs> the oh, no. of BMX. <laughs> um, but yeah, then I, I, I got into other sports. I was actually like always playing a lot of sports. And so the crashing in BMX, even just like getting the shinners and stuff was like affecting like track and field and basketball and football and stuff. And like, I started to get really into track and field. That was like my thing. And so like, I couldn't be getting hurt doing something that I wasn't very good at. <laughs> so I got into sports and everything, stopped racing BMX. And then I literally, I didn't like really touch a bike for like 20 years. Oh, it was wow. like, I, I did sports. I, I ran track and field. I did, um, then I got into the dancing thing. And then that was like, you know, obviously dance was my life for a large chunk of time. And then I want to say like 2015 or 2016, I, I was living in uh, LA and I, I always loved the outdoors. I always loved nature, hiking, things like that, um, constantly hiking. And I just randomly like I wanted a bike, like a mountain bike that I could like put in the back of my car. Okay. Um, so out of nowhere, I looked online. I was like researching. I found this bike. It's like this Montague folding bike, mountain bike that like paratroopers <laughs> use yeah. to like, to like, uh, and, but so it's, it was actually like expensive to me at the time, like 500 bucks. I was like, Oh man, I don't know. Like oh, that's, <laughs> I can't swing that Food, money, gas um, money. <laughs> yeah. But there was like a Hummer version of it. So with the like H2 Hummer, you could get this free Montague mountain bike, folding bike. And so I ended up getting that from someone. I found someone on Craigslist that had the Hummer one. So I had this Hummer bike. It literally just says like Hummer on the side. Like, 
and it's this folding mountain bike. Like, no. And yeah, so like <laughs> I'm from the 805 area of Ventura County. Like I grew up in Santa Paula and Camarillo and and I hiked and stuff and everything growing up, but I lived in LA for almost 20 years and then moved back out here. And um, I moved back out to Thousand Oaks and was like, I was trail running and I've got screwed up knees. I've had like four knee surgeries. And my knees kind of just were progressively getting like more and more irritated, agitated. But I had this like Hummer folding bike and I'm like, hmm, (laughs) let me, And let me tell you something about my like out the door, like super local trails. They are extremely rocky and it's like this lava rock. It's very sharp, sharp. pointy rocks, like square edge hits. And I tried to take this Hummer bike out there, 26 inch. Oh no. We're talking, we're talking a 90 degree head tube angle, (laughs) no dropper post. Like the seat is just like, I went out like one time on it and I'm like, I'm going to pass away. Like, I'm not going to, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> but I was like intrigued, you know, I, I was surprised by the fact that like the climbing didn't kill me. Like I was like, mm-hmm. it killed me, but I was like, Oh, I was more afraid of like the idea of suffering, like the climbing, like, Oh, this is going to suck. And I t- suffered. And I was like, that's not that bad. Like the, the suffering isn't that bad. It's kind of, I kind of enjoy it. And so I went and picked up a, um, I looked around a little bit and I was like, I need a real mountain bike. Like this isn't going to cut it. So I picked up a <laughs> giant stance, which is okay. their like, it's like the, their entry level full suspension bike. It was aluminum, um, entry level sun tour, uh, suspension, really bad brakes and everything. But essentially <laughs> I got that bike and, um, I rode every day for 90 days straight what every day 90 days straight and i was like this is this is what this is what this is it this is what i want to do wow so then i got and i was taking that bike on the dumbest trails if you know anything (laughs) about like where we live like i was taking this giant stance out to like rocky peak and like this trail called suicide trail and oh, another man. trail uh called uh secret obsession so it's like just like black and double black like oh. super chunky gnar on like an entry level bike i think i rebuilt the fork like three or four times because i would just blow it out and have to like take it apart and like redo it um and then i i got a good deal you know of course before the pandemic so you could get good deals on bikes uh i got a good deal on a yt capra Ooh, um, baby, baby. And then I, yeah. And then I started doing some real dumb shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that was like, so I, I have like a couple things with like, kind of what me, what got me like addicted or like really like locked me in. Yeah. Um, first of all, nature. I just like being out in ah, nature and the fact one. that the, the bike can get you out deep in it further than you can just on your feet and your legs, you know? So, so you can get, you could get out there and get away from people and get into like the real nature. And I, I can't tell you how many times, like I've just like snuck up on like deer and bobcats and like, I've seen a lot more like wildlife than I did before I was mountain biking because 
you know, they don't hear you coming. It's you're loud, but you're, you sneak up on them faster. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you're there. Um, yes. <laughs> Trail dog says e-bike can get you even further. Yes. I, I'm aware. <laughs> so, someday. Um, so there's that. And then the other thing is, um, the suffering, like I actually, it's, it's, it's kind of like a love hate relationship with it, but like, I, I kind of dig the, the stay hard kind of mentality. And I, and I dig the, um, stay ready. So you don't have to get ready, you know, and yeah, I think that it's, yeah. Yeah. And I think is I think is healthy for us to suffer a bit on a regular basis, you know, for, mm -hmm. for when real life happens and real stuff happens and you're, um, you're, you're much more like mentally and physically prepared to deal with that stuff. Man. So, and then the, the, the third thing, the big thing, you know, which is just the fucking stoke on the downhill man yeah like, <laughs> i remember it was the first time i went down um space mountain space mountain is the trail it's it's like a it's like an intermediate blue trail near us but it's one of the more popular downhills it's a long enough downhill there's like some turns and they're kind of burmy so i remember like i was i i went down space mountain and just hitting like those turns and going what i felt like was fast at the time like and and surviving it you know i was so stoked that i get down to the bottom and i like at the time i didn't have a bike rack so i did take my bike apart to like put it in the back of my car and i take the rear wheel off and i'm like i'm so stoked that i like call my brother immediately i'm like dude like mountain biking is so sick like you gotta <laughs> come out like this is crazy this was like a chunky bmx track like the whole way down like with berms and like so oh man so and fun. I and I drive away without my wheel. Oh no! Because I, <laughs> I left it. And because I was like so, I was out of it. I was just like, dude, this is so sick! Like, oh my god, you got to do this! Like, and I just drove away. I left the wheel. Oh, and what's god. crazy is, I remembered that I saw some guys, some other mountain bikers out there. Didn't talk to them. Didn't really meet them. But I saw they had some shirts on. I was like, what did their shirts say? And it, 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 uh, it came to me, it was JRA. And I was like, JRA, JRA, what is that? It's a bike shop. Like, and I look it up, JRA bikes and brew and I hit them up and someone had reached out saying that they found a wheel out there Oh, and like, cool. they linked me up with that guy. And at the time it was like, I had just dropped 1500 bucks on my first bike, which was mind blowing to me. You know what I mean? Like $1,500 sure. on a bike, like, oh my yeah. God. And then I lose the wheel. Like, oh no. I was so stoked too. And so JRA got me linked up um, with the wheel. And it's funny now, cause now that's like the, those are the homies. Like that's the local bike shop. You know what I mean? Wow. And, and they're awesome. And we're doing group rides with them all the time. And yeah, that, I'm, a, that, I'm, I'm long winded. Sorry. No, I love it. That was a great story. And how cool is it? How full circle was that, that JRA and on your stoke, someone retrieved your wheel and found it to its owner. That just yeah. says volumes about the mountain bike community. You know, yes. that is so, so cool. We all take and care of went, each other. They went out of their way to contact this guy. Like it wasn't one of their, wasn't like one of their riders. They like, someone found a wheel is like, Oh, I don't know whose wheel this is. And they're like, Oh, give us your number. And we'll, you know, and then they like went out of their way to like find this guy and like get my wheel back. And 
it's funny now because like when I first started going to them as like an actual bike shop, like that was like a big reason why I wanted to, I wanted to support their business. You know what I mean? Because that's cool. I feel like we actually have like a fair amount of bike shops in the area and like decent ones, but I, I'm not going to like badmouth any of them or anything, but like that kind of personal connection and touch is like really big with them. And you know, like, like they ride like JRA, like those guys ride, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. you know, you, you talk to people at bike shops and like, you know, someone will be like, can I help you? And you start talking about like, well, do I want this casing tire or do I want the three C compound, you know, whatever. And they're like, Oh, I actually don't mountain bike. And you're like, what? I know. <laughs> what's, what's going on? Like, I don't, what do you No, You can't help me. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst. You're like, yeah. this is a road bike tire. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ch Not JRA. Speaking of JRA and I'm honored to be one of the riders. Now I earned that right last year. Took a while, but, um, where do you ride now, Chad? So oh. I am now on a uh, Rocky Mountain altitude. <laughs> oh, dang. And, uh, Sean, uh, Sean hooked me up um, through JRA and nice. got me in contact with them. And I got a sweet setup on one of their uh, demo bikes. I'm really, it's the altitude is like completely different than my last bike. So it's like, it's been taking some time to get used to, but like now I'm like, Okay. One of the big things is just like, it's a big bike, extremely long bike. Okay. And the suspension is like very plush. So I'm coming Ooh. from an Ibis Ritmo, okay, which was yeah. like also a great bike, really amazing pedaling bike, but the, the downhill, the, the chunk, the, the plushness on the Rocky mountain is like, it feels like my Capro with the coil, but with an air shock oh so nice it's, yeah it's got a nice feel and i'm running um dbo suspension those okay. are also the homies like uh ronnie over there and and bryson and rob and um i have like a good relationship with those guys so i just put dbo on all my stuff so rocky mountain and and dbo it's where nice. i'm at right now Oh, it sounds like a beautiful bike. What colorway is your is yours? Yeah, so it's yeah. black and red essentially. So I've got the like the DVO green accents, and then um, I, my bike is black, and I've got like some red details. And I I want to get a custom. Um, yeah, the red and black. Yeah, <laughs> red's my favorite color. So it's either like all red or like black with red. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's what I gotta. So I'm gonna, I want to get a custom, um, like, logo, essentially, that says uh, Rocky Robot. It's like, <laughs> it red. Heck yeah, man. That yeah. would be that would be so dope. Tumor Warriors online, he says, uh, let's go, Rocky Mountain gang. <laughs> yeah. Tumor Warrior is uh, a kiddo who had a crash. Turns out that that crash saved his life. Uh, for uh, Without that crash, they wouldn't have found a tumor. In his brain so he's got a really wow. cool story uh trail dog saying dbo is is sick um yes and then uh, zach's also saying what kind of altitude is there is there different types? I, i'll yes. take that well, if i can yeah go ahead we both ride altitude c70s 
but you would never know that we ride the same exact bike because our bikes are vastly different. Really? And we I, I think we have generally parts of the same brakes and about nothing else. What? We have different wheels <laughs> from each other. We have different drivetrains from each other. We have different suspensions from each other, like different handlebars. Like we, we really make, you know, the guys from Rocky would say, we want customers to be able to look at your builds and dream. Oh, dang. That's cool. That's very cool. Nice. So from the, from the factory, you can, you can personalize it straight to you. No, no, but because they sell through bike shops. So uh... <clears throat> we have a unique situation, but generally what we see a lot of people doing is they'll call up the bike shop and say, Hey, I want to buy a Rocky mountain, whatever, whatever. And they can do this with the other stuff like JRA cells and intense and Ibis and some, some cool stuff. But they'll say, I know it comes with the 36 on it, but I don't really want that. I want the 38. You just pull that off right away. No, people just sell the stuff and it costs them very little if you do it when you take delivery. Gotcha. So I'm, I, we both are on our drivetrains are like, I'm on the Axis X01 with the 52. Your drivetrain, Chad, please. I looked at it yes. today and I was like, you got to tell people about this. What is this? What is this, Chad? Well, well, I'm I run the uh, the E13 Helix R uh, cassette, oh, which um, I I ran some of the the E13 cassettes in the past, and I kind of burned through them. But so far, I've had like really good uh, luck with this this new cassette of theirs. And what's rad about it is um, it's like significantly cheaper. But like the same weight as like a SRAM SRAM X01 cassette, and what I like about it is it's uh, it's a nine to fifty tooth, so you have that nine tooth, so you can actually gear down your chain ring in the front, and you, have, you you effectively have a larger range than Eagle than the newest Eagle ten to fifty two nine oh. to fifty. It doesn't seem like it, but you can do some calculations. <laughs> wow. So if you if you run, say, like you normally run like a 32 tooth chain ring, uh, you can size down and go to a 30 and you can have easier climbing. Um, but then you end up also having like uh, uh, that top gear, you know, when you're going downhill. Yeah. Um, and I do. I run a, a, an oval chain ring as well. Um, absolute black. I was playing with. OK, so. Sean is just actually let this is the guy he, he lets everyone like borrow and use everything. And it's like, so first of all, <laughs> first, first, I want to say, um, he, he let my brother borrow his one of his e-bikes yesterday. And we went on like a 14 mile ride. And that's where oh, like, awesome. that's one of the rad things about e-bikes, you know, is like, my brother does not mountain bike. We race BMX together as kids, so he's he knows kind of like what he's doing on a bike a little bit, but like the fact that we were able to do like a fourteen mile ride with like I don't know two thousand feet of climbing or something, and like he's he's clapped out like I I gassed him out, but like <laughs> the fact that he was even able to do like half of that with me, let alone fourteen miles, like that's amazing. And and thank you again, you know, Sean for letting me borrow that and like. This is the like he, this guy is like the the most generous guy like, and then right after that like he's like oh let me come to you and get the e bike and then he lets me borrow his uh, some cranks that he had as well. Dang, so Sean! I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm messing around with some cranks 
right now trying to decide between one, I know this sounds crazy, but between 165 and 175. Wow. <laughs> or maybe, maybe I'll end up back in the middle, but I think like 165 seems like the way to go for pedal strikes if you can get used to it. But I've tried it for a while and like I've got almost a 38 inch effective inseam. And I he's, just he's think, 11 feet tall. <laughs> I was gonna say, how tall are you, Chad? I'm like six three, six four, but my I'm mostly legs, so I'm very much like a like a crane or a giraffe or something. <laughs> uh, or actually, no, no, I joke around. I'm, I'm built like a I'm built like a T Rex. So very, so I have very long legs, <laughs> kind of effectively short arms. <laughs> I think my, my, my reach is essentially the same as my height. So I just have like a zero ape index, but I have very long <laughs> legs. So I'm thinking like I might have to sacrifice the pedal strikes for the like regular, like the, the, the sizing that's correct for my leg length. You know what I mean? But something that's interesting that I didn't really realize until like very recently is that crank length affects your gearing and and what i mean by that is like you know you have a longer crank length that's a longer lever that allows you to create more leverage when you pedal so mm. if you're shortening your crank you have to size down so i had like on my 165 cranks i had like i was trying out a 26 tooth chain ring so i had the 9 to 50 helix and i have this 26 tooth chain ring and sean's like <laughs> Is that a 12 tooth chain ring? Like, what is that? Hamster wheel and like, it. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, that's my gear, man. I live there. I got the long legs, but I like to. Or you get like 175s. The I can go back to the 28 tooth. That, that feels oh, better. Man. Yeah. Just uh, the pedals are hating you a little more as they strike the ground when, if they strike the ground, but yeah, maybe, that's maybe go 65 thing. and you like a big old dropper post. So you're like way up there. <laughs> what, 165. Yeah. Like you were saying earlier, get that, get the yeah. shorter crank, but you put that drop. Well, I have the, I have the 240. I have the, the new one up 240 dropper post. It's like, and I use it like it's, I, I use the whole thing. Like, I think there's only Sean shaking his head. I borrowed it. I pogo stick around my yard for like 20 minutes on it. It's really fun. Boing, boing. <laughs> we got to get Lane in here, guys. Let's get yeah, Lane. Yeah, in yeah. I want to yeah. hear his voice. Yeah, let's get uh, Joey. Sorry, let's go. Big Chad. Awesome story, man. And uh, great bikes. You guys are, are, are doing it up good. Um, Chad, is there any kind of introduction you want to do for Mr. Lane here? Oh man. Well, before I met, yeah, like before I, um, linked up with, with Sean and Chris and everything, um, I saw, I saw him on TikTok. I was like watching his POV videos, which he's one of the few people that like, like POV, a lot of riders do POV videos and like a lot of them it's, it's either like you suck and you're crashing all the time or you're just like absolutely insane to get views on POV videos. Most of them out there are just kind of like, you know, no one wants to watch them really. Cause what do you, you know, you're like, what, what are we doing here? But lanes are like insane. He's riding like insane trails and jump trails and um, like tiger mountain. That was one of the ones I saw was tiger mountain nice. stuff. And I watched those to like get 
to do recon to ride Tiger Mountain. So Dang. that's I I knew about him before we ever like linked up. So yeah, he's his POV videos are speak for themselves. That's cool. That's cool. Um, Joey, and let's go ahead. Yes. As far as I know, now we can't prove this legally in court. I believe <laughs> he's the second most followed mountain biker on TikTok, only after Fabio Wimmer. Holy! He hates crap. when I say that, but I believe that to be true. <laughs> Holy crap! Holy! Yeah, pretty... think about this. He's got like eight hundred and fifty thousand. Chad, Chad has like two million followers. Like we bring this crew of guys. I mean, I'm like just trying to get started on my. I'm, I'm the least social. famous. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> I'm just some guy. I just do the robot. <laughs> I don't know. And then, I, and then I'll post some crashes on my, on my social media. People seem to enjoy that. Lane, let's, uh, Joey, let's go ahead and bring Lane up on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Lane the Shredder. Lane, what's up, dude? What's happening, everybody? Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Chad and Sean, for the introduction. So, so Lane, it sounds like you are, you're, you're a talented writer, all the guys are looking at your skill set and they're gunning for the day that they'll be able to shred down those trails like that as well. Um, was mountain biking something that was introduced to you early on, or is this like something that you gravitated towards later on and just progressed quickly? So I've actually truly only been mountain biking for like the last three years, but Jeez, I, grew up I racing. knew it. <laughs> yeah. So I grew, I grew up racing uh, BMX from when I was six to when I was 20. So that was a lot of my skill base. And then I kind of went cold turkey from riding bikes for uh, several years. And then I was just kind of got a got an industry job um, working at an electric bike company and then kind of got the got the fuel and the fire back for, you know, the biking and the, you know, just the industry and where it's headed as a whole, like kind of kind of re-sparked everything. And I was like, wow, biking is actually kind of cool now. So uh, let's let's dive in deep to this, see where it goes. Now, Lane loves when I do this. When I say that, I mean, he hates when I do this, but <laughs> he's so chill. He's like, I just rode some BMX bikes. No big deal. Lane is a, like a multiple time national champion. He and his sister are the winningest brother and sister combo in like BMX history. I mean, he's Dang, a legend. Lane. We go places together and people are like, oh, you're Lane Van Ogle. Oh yeah. We know, didn't you know, so-and-so and used to train with whatever. And we saw you win this and both. I'm like, Wow. He he downplays it, but it's a really, really big deal. Think about it. eight years old, nine years old, like a little wow. kid. I have an eight year old. Yeah. Little kid, but just like savage discipline athlete. And that's the real lane, I think. Nice. Yeah. Sean, yeah. Sean got, thankfully, Sean and Chris and I, we were at uh, Spider Mountain a couple weeks ago, hanging with those guys. Um, awesome place, awesome crew. And, uh, yeah, we got to spend some time together. So they kind of got in a little, uh, the behind the, behind the scenes of what lanes up to and kind of, you know, in my ways and stuff like that. So it was, it was really cool to hang out with them. That's very cool. Yeah. I think we saw some cool footage on that, um, on the Instagram. I think, uh, Joey has some stuff back there backstage that he might pop up here in a little bit. Um, Lane, when you took a break from BMX and you got into mountain biking, oh, here, here's some images right here. Um, oh, yep. That's, that's my page. <laughs> is this, is this, is this the mountain you guys were on? Is this Spider Mountain? Yep. 
This is uh this is tarantula trail trail and this is the uh, the big Texas wall ride. Wow. Well, he doesn't tell you this is his warm up lap. <laughs> this was this 100%. Was, uh, Saturday morning first lap. We were we had a big crew with us and we were actually like showing them riding riding them down the trail and or, yeah, Sean Chris and I were like, "Come on, let's go this way. We're riding. Wow. Come with us." And they're like, "All right." Like literally like 30 people. Dang. Dang, so you're obviously leading the train there. So smooth, man. And was this were you riding that blind? Was that your first time down that trail? No, that wasn't. Uh-uh. And then what's man. this one here? We got some dang. So this is uh Reveille Peak Ranch. Um kind of literally actually just right down the street from Spider Mountain. But wow, uh yeah, you see, the... that thing's like twenty eight feet tall, y'all. God the, the whale man. tail and then this next one come up here is like it's a boat jump. What? <laughs> yeah, so they got they got savage, some really good things dude. brewing in Texas right now. Holy crap! Is it still called a whale tail when it's twenty eight feet tall? Gonna be <laughs> is that something else? It's gotta be something else. Dang, yeah. Lane, so talented, talented writer. Now, when you took a break from writing, or did I hear you right? There was like a break, life hit, yeah. job. You know, because I, I had I had done BMX so for so hard for so long in my life. It was like, you know, taking taking a couple of years breaks felt necessary, but then at the same time I was like, Okay, where's where's the gap in my mental, mm. you know, capacity here? So I was just like, Yes, going back to, you know, everybody's same thing is like, you know, mountain biking is is your zen zen place for me. For you sure. know, and it's it's awesome. the time to be out in nature doing your own thing and kind of giving yourself both the the mental push and the you know the physical push was it was it did it relate to mountain or did it relate to bmx when you first got onto the mountain bike and it kind of drew you back to when you were a kid or was it completely a different experience you know so actually it was like i was when I first got on the mountain bike, I was like, wow, this is easy. Like I've been going the hard route, like, you know, my whole <laughs> life, you know? So it's just like, I got shocks now. You can, you know, spin a couple, change up the gears. And, uh, you know, so now, and you got the, the 29 inch wheels, they roll over everything Monster now. Truck, yeah. You know, I go, I go back to a BMX bike, like once in a blue moon to ride and mess around on them it's like wow this is a straight up clown bike how did i ever do this <laughs> <laughs> i see chad over there nodding his head coming back from that yeah. bmx background it, it's just so sketchy so yeah grateful for the mountain biking and honestly now it's like the the new places that i've been able to see and ride and you know the new people and faces that i've been able to meet along the way is like you know that's the cool part and that's the the true story to it all is you know it takes me to Tiger Mountain, you know, the in, hanging out in the mountains and getting to hang out with my friends and stuff like that. So love that's, it. That's cool. So I can see you're getting in the flow. And then is that, was that a Scott Ransom or what bike are you riding right now? I have, it's a propane tie. Oh, dang. I don't even know what mm. that is. It sounds awesome. Say it again. Propane tie. Dang. So propane, propane is out of Germany, but they just opened up their um u.s operations in vancouver washington oh wow mm -hmm. very cool very cool are you riding the enduro size bike as well are you all trail or how uh it's, how much... uh, it's enduro 170 160 yeah look at this fiber 
large. Ooh. I'm about six. I'm about six foot myself. So okay, and I got and I'm long legged too. <laughs> <laughs> you you all, and Chad got the, you got and Chad got the legs going. So mm-hmm. I didn't get to ask Chad. Is Chad are you on an extra large frame? Yes. Or? yes, yes, long boys over here. Um, <laughs> yes, I, you know it's funny because um, well, first I just want to say like like regarding like lane and like the BMX thing is like, I think, I mean, my like couple years of like mediocre BMX are why I can like do anything on a mountain bike now in my mind. Like the fact that like, Oh, I can just do a bunny hop. Like I take that for granted now. You know what I mean? That like I could just bunny hop a 12 to 20 inch feature on the trail or whatever is like straight from BMX, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like, again, I was garbage at BMX, but like, you know, someone like Lane who like competed and raced and like got to a really high level. And like, you can see like, Oh, he's, he just started mountain biking, but it's like all those skills carry over. And it's like, I see it as like, if you want to like get good at, BMX or you're like wanting, uh, sorry, mountain biking. And you're like, you know, you're younger and you want to get a BMX bike and just learn like basic, like skills, like how to bunny hop, how to manual, like how to jump and all that stuff. And like, it's crazy. Cause like, you know, we have every, um, we have every like assist in the book you can get, you know, like every, like every tool, like with the gears and all the suspension and everything. But then of course you ride crazier trails like like for example like that this um freebird trail out at rocky peak i remember seeing like lane ride it like first time down it and he's just like gapping everything and i'm like it took me like (laughs) three or four tries to like even attempt like some of these little features on this trail you know but yeah it's like that like that high level like bmx um background and foundation you know like like really carries over but yes i'm on an xl <laughs> that's no that's cool that's cool xl and both of you guys are on the bmx background do you, i'm curious because every time i see somebody out there on the trails and they say they're bmx you can almost tell instantly like it's either moto or bmx or some kind of a style that crosses over um you guys are like lever masters when it comes to pulling up on the the bike to get the pop do you mm-hmm. guys find yourself getting bucked less than other people don't come from BMX or is the buck, the mysterious buck happen to everybody? I say yes. I, I get bucked less because of, but I get something, I get a different issue, which is, and, and I like, I'm continuously dealing with this and it makes me not want to hit jumps is that like, I'm still learning again. Like I, I didn't race BMX at a high level and like, I know how to bunny hop and stuff and I hit some jumps but I was never like a dirt jumper. I just hit jumps that were on the track. You know what I mean? So like, and they're kind of different than jumps you encounter, like a lot of times, like at jump parks or out on the trail. But something that happens to me is like, I will, if I get sketched out on a jump or I think it's too big for me or whatever, I'm just weird about it. Instead of, I still forget to compress the suspension. And so what I'll do is I'll just pull I'll just pull on the bars like it's a BMX bike. And essentially I offset the compression. And then I like do like a weird little like dead sailor thing. 
Oh. And it like throws me weird because it's like the suspension needs to compress, but I'm pulling instead. So that's the issue I run into. I don't really get the the buck thing because I guess I kind of know where my weight needs to be as I'm going off the lip, but I fuck up with the pulling on the bars. With the pulling on the bars. That makes Not sense. You get you thing. get you get stuck in that dead sailor where you're kind of like off to the side a little bit, but you can't. Yeah, and it's exactly. And it's not a dead sailor because I'm just getting in the air and freezing. It's something goes wrong off the lip. And it's oh. I'm pulling the bars and they're throwing me one way or the other. And once that happens, if it happens bad enough, your hips are going one way. The front of the bike is going, the bike is going one way. Your hips are going the other way. And you're kind of like, Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's what happens to me. Lane, how about you coming from the BMX background? I'm always curious about the buck. So, I mean, the buck, the buck will get you, you know, everyone has their fine dance with that every once in a while. But, um, uh, my biggest thing is like coming from BMX, everything was speed and stay low and race or everything. So you're always kind of like, you're pushing through the lifts and the jumps and kind of stay as low as possible. So every once in a while you will get, you know, a weird buck, but for the most part, I just, you know, thankfully I have good, you know, air and, you know, just skills to be in the air and feel comfortable. So for the most, you know, if that, even if that were to happen every once in a while, like, you know, you can kind of handle it and be like, Whoa, you know, that was a, that was a bucky lip there, you know, watch out for that. So, you know, but yeah, compressing, dealing with the suspension, kind of just setting up like that type of stuff. Like you, you, it works and you know, you, you use the momentum. Don't push through the lips as much as I do, but, um, buck, buck happens for everyone. Dang. Sounds like I would love to be able to get bucked and be like, I'm going to correct this in the air. Cause that every time it happens to me, I don't know about you, Sean and Chris, maybe us mortals, we feel it, but when you when I get bucked, I'm just like, hold on. I hope I land <laughs> soon. <laughs> I got a story about that. Yeah, Sean, go for it. I'm like 100, and I was scrolling on my Insta trying to find a video of me and Chad hitting like the road gap drop at the bottom of Rocky Peak. I couldn't find it. Maybe Chad has it. Send it over to Joey so we can enjoy that moment together. Oh, I see Joey looking. You know what I'm talking scroll. about, Chad? No, I completely <laughs> forgot when I when I body slammed from twelve feet, uh, freaking twelve foot drop, and I just like I remember it was on veterans sailor, day, two and, veterans days ago. That's all I, I remember. Yeah, luckily I had my full face because I completely bounced my head off the rocky peak rocks. Oh my god! Um, so, yeah, it's out. on it's on TikTok and stuff. I don't know. Find it. We got one of us. If one of us finds it, we'll send it to Joey so we can look at it. But. Chris, um, I, I, Chad was talking about him being a kid and he was talking about, he was the kid who would just like send it hard and then like end up on his head. Well, that's Chris as an adult actually. And, um, <laughs> so we're out at big bear and I'm like a hundred percent always like trail dad guy. I'm like, have you eaten? Like, <laughs> do you need a full face on? Are you hangry? Like, he's, yeah. I'm he, like, maybe like, today's not the day to hit that big drop. Like tomorrow's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not an encourager. He doesn't. Sean yeah. never pushes people to yeah. do things because he doesn't want to no. see anyone get hurt. I, right? Yeah. Oh, that's. I don't cool. like bro people on or whatever. I just don't do not it. at all. And so, me and Chris, Chris is like on his hundred and thirty mil Rocky Mountain. Uh, which one was it called again? The Thunderbolt. Thunder Thunderbolt. He's on his Thunderbolt. We're out of Big Bear. 
they were doing laps and it's like his first time riding that stuff. And uh, he's like Russell new to riding these, you yeah. know, we're like on, um, I was on uh party with okay. was two months in the point where cockiness. Yeah. You know, starts oh, to peak. I feel yeah. a tombstone coming on. And so it wasn't even, we we're right at the beginning and we have another buddy who's a great rider. Who's also a firefighter paramedic for LA County fire department. Shout out, by the way, I'm on the board of that department fund chief of fundraising for them. So Woo. if you guys ever want to donate money at the end of the year, hit me up. I'll tell you how to give it to the fire department. Nice. But we're with one of the amazing firefighter paramedics and he's like, I can lead. And Chris is like, I'll follow you. And I'm like, Oh no. Cause every time I'm like in front of Chris to work as like a break, so he can't go faster. Right. <laughs> I'm just like there to slow Cut him down. <laughs> and so we go on the wood. Everybody knows it. this line. Everybody knows this way line party wave on party wave. We're on the wood and I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, wow, they're going very fast. Oh no. And sure enough, I see Chris ahead of me and he hits the hip, but he just doesn't know how hips work. So like the thing, as you know, is like sort of like you take off here, but then you kind of kind of like turn and land on the side. You kind of go up and then kind of just follow the ridge along the top. Right. Try to go top to top. Yeah. He didn't know all that. He was like, let me just send it really big. So he sends it like a jump, except there's no landing because he goes like, 10 feet this way oh no and to he got flat. bumped oh so he's no. in the air like oh, no. way up there like i believe I can. <laughs> you know like he's way up there but then he lands onto his face oh and he i wrote it all the like, way in stopped his heart <laughs> he collapsed a lung he broke what? like seven ribs broke his collarbone oh no um and then because his lung was collapsed me and the and, and i have some certain amount of sort of emergency medical training from being in the military. So we're sitting there and this paramedic and I are like listening to Chris die. We're like, oh, seems like he broke his neck. And he's like, it was terrifying. Oh. And I was like, do you think he's got a broken neck? And he's like, it kind of seems like it. Yeah, huh? it's hard to tell right now. But it's just the sound of the collapsed lung. I can hear you guys. Yeah, so we're there <laughs> and we're like, he's probably dead, right? Yeah, he looks dead to me. And Chris is Check his like, pockets. No. Uh. Well, my thought was my neck's not broken because everything hurts. <laughs> oh, you could feel your whole body. Yeah. yeah, like definitely not broken. I can feel that it hurts. Yeah. That's part of why I am the way that I am. I'm like so careful because then he was off the bike for how long that time? Uh, that time it wasn't very long. It was only like four months total. Whoa. So then we start racing going. downhill. We're racing downhill. We're like in January. We do round one. We go to practice. I've been on my bike the whole time. I'm just like shredding, having fun. And I'm on a downhill bike and he's on a, he's on his meta. Good yeah. bike for that. Brand, but we're like riding. It's brand new. Uh, it's brand new. We're riding side action stagecoach. If you know that one over by Rocky Peak, first lap, it's me, my son Tyler, who by the way is racing as a pro at, in enduro, oh, fifteen-year-old super wow. fast shredder. Tyler. Yeah, so Tyler's savage, but um, it's the three of us, and Tyler's like, I'll go last. I got to really warm up. I'm not. I'm kind of tight. Literally, first lap, Chris like flips over. Oh no, Chris. And then he's like this. He's like, I'm fine. Nothing's yeah. wrong with me. The collarbone's <laughs> completely destroyed. Oh, he's like, just, I'll just wait in the car and you guys do like five more laps. I'll just get the <laughs> collarbone fixed up tomorrow or whatever. We're like, no, we're going home. So, <laughs> so yeah, getting bucked. OTB Chris. Trail dad. That's dang, dang. No wonder why you have to get in front of him to kind of like slow him down. That's pretty smart move. It's pretty smart. He's move. starting to grow up now that we're all like 40-ish and up and so maybe not lane, but. The three of us, <laughs> we're starting to mature a little. We're starting to mature a little. 
Very good. That's so very Rocky good. Peak, Rocky Peak is gnarly. Like I broke mm-hmm. my wrist at Rocky Peak. But what's funny is um, side action is like the most chill trail out there. But there's that one there's that one rock drop. It's like, is it a, is it a lip? Is it a drop? You kind of like lip off it and clear the whole rock. But like, yeah, that was, so I broke my wrist riding a trail called undertow. I hit a, got weird, got sideways, couldn't recover, hit a, like a four foot tall boulder, went over the bars on a really oh. steep, like rocky section and just landed like on my hand, but it didn't, it wasn't a compound fracture. So I didn't know that I'd broken my wrist and my shoulder really hurt. And then, so we went to do another lap and I was riding side action. And while I was going down side action, that's when I realized I was like, oh, my wrist is trash. Like something's wrong. And then I think it was, I think Chris, I think you broke your collarbone like a few days after that. Oh, okay. If I remember correctly. Is that mm-hmm. Yeah, because I. That's right. Wow. That's right. Because I. Wow. Yeah, I so I'm the only wrist, one riding. Then, I'm like, you guys want to ride? Oh, yeah. You can. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I kept riding. Yeah, you did. And you still keep riding is, with like a mechanical still, wrist now. Yeah, I have to, because I didn't let it heal, I guess, that very well. And I kind of went down on it a couple more times while it was still like. Broken? My distal radius was cracked. Um, but you know, like, I mean, as long as it's not a compound fracture, like the real issue is the ligaments and tendons and everything. Like that's where the issue is, you know? So I had a couple of times where like I had the brace on and stuff and I was just sending it anyways, but then because everything in there was wrecked, like my whole arm went dead, like in the middle of a downhill and my arm just like stopped working and I had to like skid and like fall over because I'm just like, it was like your body's like at some point, like stop. Yeah. It was <laughs> you, shutting you everything needed, down. You need to take a break. <laughs> was it, if it was your right hand, was your back break that froze up on you that you couldn't use because of your wrist? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was going down this uh, local trail out here um, near me and there's this one like kind of, it's funny. It's kind of like maybe kind of like side action a little bit. It's like, fast and pretty steep and rocky but not super gnarly um but you you can pick up speed on it and get it get pretty wild and i'm just going down it and um because of the i guess because of the injury and just pushing it too hard it like the nerves like shut my whole arm down and like i couldn't do i couldn't like literally i couldn't squeeze the brake so i literally had to like like essentially like steer myself off the trail and like almost force a crash, but like a safer crash than if I had just stayed on, you know, like yeah. I just like rode into like the brush and like, <laughs> all right, it's like, it's like a semi truck going down and they lose their brakes and they have to like do the little turn off thing, you know, like yeah. I did one of those. As you're going and you're like, no poison oak. Yeah. <laughs> As you're jumping yeah, in. Luckily, yeah, we have, um devil's mm-hmm. velcro near me which is like the horrible cactus is the terrible cactus yep. chris chris got some of it cactus a line it's like um it goes in and then it just doesn't want to come out like you oh, need like man. pliers yeah oh you legitimate you pliers in the bone yeah oh yes gosh. yes Jeez. so luckily 
I've had that. I've got, I've gone into it a few times, but that time, um, I picked a good spot to it's crash. Like, oh, yeah. Man. That, that would be uh insult on injury. If you happen to hit the cactus and having a broken <laughs> arm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Hey, I, so I have all four of you on and obviously different talents, different, you know, backgrounds, different day jobs, but you guys share the stoke on the mountain bike, but how do you guys work together as a group? into the community. Can you share a little bit about what you guys do as a whole team? I'd like to make a comment on that and then invite Lane to comment if that's okay with you guys. For sure. So because of the fact that I raced motorcycles for so long, I really learned a lot about how to work with companies and add value to them, which is like a code that people cannot seem to crack. Like, how do I become a sponsored rider or a whatever, whatever? They should be asking like, how can I add significant value to companies and to people and relationships? And so we kind of want to add value to a community. We lead group rides and we participate in group rides. We have a sick crew of shredders called the DMC that Chad invited me to. And I was like super nervous to ride with them because they're all very fast and they provide a huge value to our community. Chris is like, yeah, yeah, these guys are fast, but they're, they're great riders. <laughs> And then, so we have our JRA crew and um, <clears throat> even on the internet, like Sheesh, Chris and I try to like tell the knucklehead kids that are bullying each other in the comments, like you should apologize for that. And then they do. It's kind of weird, mm. but we just want to like create this huge vibe of positivity physically and so on, awesome. but which is kind of just who we all are. But Lane's doing something. I could say he and I are working on it together because I'm doing 0% of the work and Lane's doing 100. So I'm doing some number, which <laughs> is zero. And he's kind of working on something called the LVO experience. And we're building these relationships with a couple of cities where we can potentially oh. like create this exportable model. And he's got a big, big vision that I just want to be here to like be his yes man and hype man or, or whatever. So Lane, you want to talk about that? Yeah. So, I mean, long story short, mountain biking is the largest sport in the world. You know, in 10 years, just with the way like transportation as a whole with like the electric. So long story, like I worked at Rad Power Bikes and, you know, it's like three years ago, if you ever heard of the company, they're the largest North America um, retailer for, you know, electric bikes. And they've done well at tapping into the, the lower price um, e-bike market, you know, and just doing volume. So I saw that volume taking place like three years ago before, everything happened so i really got sense of like hey biking biking is the thing it's the you know it's the mode of transportation of the future so like three years ago i really i just stuck to the tiktok and the povs and i focused on like having smooth stable you know kind of crisp looking shots that were satisfying to watch and from that i just try to build the build the community as like you know i want kids the purpose of the posting the video is so the kids see the video, they get influenced to go out and ride their bicycle, you know, get outside with their friends, hang out, you know, and just, and, you know, just get outside themselves and, you know, have some type of recreational activity. But now, you know, riding bikes, you know, that's what I did as a kid. That was my fun thing to do with my friends. So it's, you know, sharing that with them now, you know, and kind of being the leader and like, you know, showing up to the trails, like, Wherever it, if it was Sopwee Bike Park, if you have ever heard of that place, you know, like 
We did a little meet up there. We made a video. It was kind of, it was a cool little vibe that we all got together and, you know, we're, was able to share with the local community, but like just taking that and implementing it to other cities around, around the country, wherever they have the bike park, you know, so doing these bike meetups and literally, it, I just, I think of it as like a huge, huge networking opportunity where we can meet, greet, you know, catch everyone's story really quick, you know, who are you, where you been and you know, what shoes are you wearing, you know, type of thing. And you can get really get close with people really quick in that regard. And then you have, you know, lifelong friends for a long time after that. So yeah, my whole thing this year is I'm going around the country and riding with the kids as simple as that right there. So that's awesome, man. Heck yeah. I feel like, you know, I mean, what a great, the timing is, is amazing too, because when the, you know, obviously the pandemic hit and a lot of kids were at home. Some of them were trying to work off of screens. It was a different environment for them, um, mm -hmm. you know, and to have something to look at and to be motivated by to get outside and, mm -hmm. and to do that. And then to have you come out for them to meet you and ride with you and, mm -hmm. and connect people. And, you know, it was hard for a lot of people. And it's cool that you're, you're doing that work out there. So that's awesome, you guys. Thank you very much. It's, uh, you know, very appreciative, especially like, you know, now when you have the little kid that, or not even a little kid, but the person that comes up to you at the trails and say like, I, you know, started race or started riding because of, you know, I saw your video, you know, like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what I'm doing this for. You know, that's what I'm pushing for. So it's all working and yeah, just very uh, thankful for that. That's cool. That's gotta be a feeling that's like second to none, you know, when you, mm -hmm. when you get that right on, bro, that's, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. and, and Sean, Sean's really good at working with the people too. Well, I wasn't going to say that by any means, but I was going to share <laughs> a story. I, I really believe that there's a need right there for people to connect. Like right now, people are disconnected. Think about like I have four kids from 17 down to eight. And my 17 year old missed half a high school. Tyler missed half a high school. Uh, my middle schooler missed like the end of elementary into middle school. And my eight year old daughter missed like a big chunk of elementary school, the social interactions and such. And so <clears throat> I know from what I do at work, working with people that became very isolated and just observing and so on that people needed a way to connect. And I remember growing up, my, my grandpa would tell me like, hey, you gotta learn how to golf. I'm like, no, I'm going to make them come out and surf or ride bikes or something with me when I'm just going to get a big enough job where people got to come do my thing. And now that's what I do. I take people to ride bikes and we just ride a gravel road or whatever on an e-bike, but they freak out and love it, you know. Um, but but I had something happen this summer where <clears throat> my son Tyler and I kicked off like a six-week RV trip to just go wherever the wind. Alexa always listening <laughs> wherever the wind blew us in the rv and then my wife and daughters were going to fly into denver and meet us at after a couple of weeks that we'd been on the road <laughs> she's rude that, that device is rude sorry are you sure you want to buy a boat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so three days into the trip we're in saint george utah Ooh. and tyler crashes Beautiful. on like a little tiny jump and breaks both his hands Oh no! And so he's like out for the rest of the whole summer of six weeks of being in a mountain bike trip in an RV, like a dream trip for a rider. And oh. he can't ride at all. He's like the whole time, you know? Oh, and um, <clears throat> so we get to Brian head 
and the spoke straws and the decals. And then, the, you know, even for me being like a small account or whatever, maybe I've got like 60,000 people following my pages. It's enough that mountain bike people recognize me sometimes. And I put up a post, like I'm going to be in Utah. These two shredders hit me up. So I ride with these guys and it's very common. We all observe this. A lot of the people that are really pumped to ride with us are like, you know, teenage guys or young in their twenties or whatever, like a half or a third of my age or something. And they're really kind of excited to ride with my son because he's actually talented on the bike. And so we meet these two guys that are like 18 and 19. We ride all day at Bryant and we have like the best day. And we're like taking videos. I'm like texting them the videos, whatever, whatever. We had it in town the next morning at like 9, 10 a.m. We're driving somewhere heading east, I think. And uh, one of the guys calls me. He's like, hey, Mr. Kingsbury, I'm sorry. I don't know if you even want to know this or whatever, but I just thought you might. The other guy that we'd ridden with all day yesterday committed suicide last night. Oh, no. 19-year-old kid oh. came home after like a super sick day. He had like the best day. They were chatting the whole way home. And then in the evening, him and his girlfriend split up. And then he, you know. <sighs> And for me, I've always been sort of thoughtful about that stuff, having my own four kids and observing the way that people act and so on. But that really re-motivated me to double down on the fact that as I saw that Jack Plummer was listening in today, if we see some kids, we run into them on the trail, whether it's in person, like I did today with those guys, and I put them on my Rocky Mountain e-bikes. I'm like, go ride the bikes, hit some jumps, have fun, whatever. Or if it's online, you see somebody's being rude or somebody's alone or whatever the case is, we try to make a really serious effort to be there for them because they might really need somebody. And even for like a person with a small amount of like influence online, like maybe I have, people can still kind of look up to you. Young kids really glamorize being a social media influencer. Yeah. And so we, we can use that for good or for bad. And we, the four of us are committed to using it for good. That's so cool, man. That's really cool. What a, what a powerful story. I know uh, my wife is an educator and the wasn't really talked about, but a lot of the suicide rates in the young American kiddos uh, went up dramatically during the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're heavily, heavily hit. So uh, that kudos to you guys, man, that, that is awesome. I think it's something we can all reflect on as we hear that and uh, make sure we take the time to uh, use that influence in a positive way. That's, mm -hmm. that's huge. That's huge. There's Jack Plummer right there. Sean is totally the man. Never really talked or ridden with him before. And today, homie, let's let us rip his eaves. Such a rad <laughs> dude. <laughs> that's cool. It was a random coincidence, but I always am like, just ride the Rocky Mountains. Just ride them. So cool. So cool. I love what you guys are doing, man. So with that group, you guys have, um, are you guys going to create, are you guys going to just absorb into California MTB? And do that or are you guys going to create a new name for the crew or i'm open for whatever i kind of have been <laughs> branded as like california mtb as me as a guy but i think it could become a movement too but i think we have an idea like lane share kind of what we've been discussing i would love to hear from you on that um i mean so you know as a creator in the space kind of I don't know. So getting, getting masterminds together, you know, get a space where all say, you know, all five of us right here. And then, you know, five of our other close creators, you know, we'll get Seabass, you know, from normal mountain biker, which I'm a good Love friend that. with and, you know, and a few that, other dude. people, yeah. 
you know, so, you know, get another, you know, some more great guys to add to the crew and then really just, you know, have a solid week, weekend in places like, um, like visit Durango where Sean has really good connections, you know, with them in the mountain at Purgatory and stuff like that. So, and really dive deep into the, you know, the community and the, the philanthropy work where, you know, we're reaching out to, you know, whatever the local bike clubs are local schools, elementaries and stuff like that. And really, you know, this is, you know, it's just the movement and moment and in momentum, you know, going forward, you know, and just, and taking that from city to city and, you know, using our, you know, you as the podcast, man, I'm as, you know, the POV satisfying video guy, you know, mad chat as the, the robot, you know, everyone brings their own little touch, you know, so if we all get together, yeah, mad chat over there. And then, <laughs> And so yeah, everyone gets together, kind of have this mastermind uh, content creator event, get together. Um, I think we can we can really make movement and, you know, continuing to grow the sport of mountain biking, which is what we all want to see. The more more mountain bikers, the more money, you know, the more, you know, comes full circle with the more bike parks and trails and stuff like that. So it's a win win for everyone if we're all just and at the grass roots, you know, and staying there and working hard. Love it, man. Love it. Yeah. Count, count me in. Um, Alpha MTB is saying 22 a day, 22 a day. And then Air Blair mm -hmm. is saying mental health awareness. So yeah, yep. man, that's a, mm -hmm. it's a big part. I know anytime I talk to writers, you know, like this panel included, but it always has something to do with that mental aspect. You know, when we say we zone out or we're, we're, we're focused on what's happening at hand. We're in the present. We're not thinking about all the stress. We're getting it out. It has something uh, very, very, very impactful on, on us all, you know, and you get the stoke and the cool mm -hmm. bikes. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the memories and the friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Memories and the friends, which is so awesome, man. I love, I love what you guys do. And I love that idea, Lane and Sean and uh, Chad and Chris. I think that, uh, I think that what you guys have, right there is very special. And uh, yeah, if you guys do like a, a mastermind thing, you know, count me in. I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to. I'm sure folks that are listening now live or finding this on the podcast land, wherever they download the podcast, I would be interested as well. So if they hear this, where can they follow up with that type of movement? Is there going to be a place they can go to, to, to find more information on this? I'll say more to come right now. Lane and I, yeah. Lane smiling because we're doing a secret project right now. But I'll say that Ooh. right now we've got um, we've got a partnership. I, I, we've got this amazing relationship with the friends at Spider Mountain. Now we have this amazing relationship thanks to Lane with Bentonville, and we have this amazing okay. relationship with Durango. And so, oh, as man. an idea, I, this is probably secret. I probably shouldn't be saying this. So, James and the guys from Durango, my bad for spilling the beans. But they're excited enough about this that they want to start their own mountain bike festival based off of getting our crew to come into the city oh. and spend time and like build out a chainless race and have some events and do some jumps and have people do silly bike ride through town and a whole and they and they we we filmed um a short film um together and um i i mean i have no talent in that stuff so i just rode my bike but they you know took moving pictures of me or whatever you want to say, <laughs> sorry. But um, so there's a lot of stuff like that. And we could see where potentially um, some of these things 
continue to develop. But at the core of everything that we do, it's going to be about get people together, get the wind in your hair, get in that state of flow, mm. be with good people, do something healthy and have some positive health outcomes. Yeah. Love it, man. That's, that's going to be great. And what great partners and what great places to go to if there is a festival allegedly coming in that area. Um, just, just being out in that location alone is, is going to be positive. And then to be around all of us, it's just all of us as a mountain bike community together is, is awesome. AP one reviews and adventure says making MTV moves. It's amazing to see the sport progress and move forward. Thank you. You all which is, man, so cool. Air Blair, Air Blair saying thank you. Um, and thank you, Air Blair, uh, yeah. for what you just did organizing that ride. Yes. For, the, for those of you who are listening or don't know, we lost a young rider a couple weeks ago. Uh, Jason Aguilar was also a, a MotoGP racer, right? Um, very talented rider. He had a crash here in Laguna. And uh, what's cool is that Blair... And the crew didn't know Jason specifically, but they know this community and they know that stoke and they know that that camaraderie. And they created a group ride in honor of Jason and actually reached out to Jason's dad, had Jason's dad and sister on the ride. And they did a memorial ride for him, which was very, very touching, very cool. And uh, one of the fellow MTBers uh, out there who's a YouTuber Adam Mock put together a real nice documentary of that day. So if you haven't had a chance, check it out. It's it's very touching how we all come together, you know, for in and, the good and the bad. And I guess I didn't really mention this, but um, I toured on the circuit with Jason, knew him and his whole family quite well. Oh, wow. So um, spent a lot of time with him and my racing partner, Mark Rhodes from Rhodes Racing. We hosted and um, I was the commentator for Road Racing TV spend a lot of time interviewing Jason on there and uh, a lot of good memories. Great guy. Amazing guy. His dad said something in the speech that touched me. It, it literally, uh, he said, Jason lived in his what 25 or 26 years of life more than most people will live in a lifetime. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah. the message there was don't delay living. Don't delay getting out there. Yeah. Get out there, enjoy experience, you know, go type of thing. Yep. So, that was a cool, cool message. Um, well, guys, we're up to an hour and thirty. But before we let you go, I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna transition to a, a quick blip here. But uh, always love to give shout outs to the people that support you guys. And I call the section product spotlight. And if you each would just uh, give a big shout out to a company, a product that you're using, whatever the case is, it's your time to shine some light on what that could be. And uh, we'll just go Sean, Chris, Chad, and Lane. Well, first, my shout out is to my wife. She is so supportive of knowing how this riding matters so much, my ability to be patient and sleep well at night and just be a more present dad and more present husband and so on. So huge shout out to Josephine. Vince from JRA. None of this would have happened without Vince from JRA. Truly. I mean, the guy is an angel and he's an amazing rider, amazing bike shop owner here in Thousand Oaks who connected me to Rocky Mountain, who I must say thank you to because Gavin at Rocky Mountain and Ryan and John and all the people that I have the opportunity to work with are like the best people that happen to make the sickest bikes. Um, John, 
from SSB. I don't know if you guys know this. I just shot a video on Wednesday, like my debut writing and interview video with SSB. I'm one of their newest writers. So it's an honor to be on this crew with Bucci and all these insane people that are so much more talented than me. I think I'm like the diversity hire or something like that. I don't know why they chose me. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, and of course, go fast, don't die. Um, I've had a relationship with them since I was racing motorcycles. When I switched over to mountain bike, they stuck with me and my whole family and Tyler. Um, huge amount of gratitude for a company that stuck with me. And as I transitioned from like a well-known motorcycle racer to a nobody casual mountain bike rider, it's just unbelievable. So those are my biggest ones. And of course, Durango, I mean, everybody there. So that's it. I could go go on, but that's, those are some very important people to me. That, that's a great product spotlight. That's a great shout out. Well played too with the Josephine. The rest of us have to do that as well. <laughs> Chris, how about you, bud? Yeah, actually, you took mine. I have a way shorter list. I also want to thank Sean's wife, Josephine, who <laughs> sometimes rescues us when we get ourselves buried in the bush and nice. has dinner waiting for her and him and me. And yeah, shout out to oh. Josephine and oh. bikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chad, how, how about you, Chad? Um. So yeah, I got to go with the theme of uh, thanking, I guess, I mean, Thanking my wife and my daughter because you you gotta like this it's it's a it's a big deal like having your person out there like kind of sometimes like it's it's a risky thing we're doing you know and it's good for us and it's good it's great physically and for mental health and like I at this point like I need it you know but like it's it's a big um it's stressful sometimes as like a family member and a loved one, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're on these night rides and whatever. So, um, my, my wife and daughter, are, you know, they go, don't, you, you don't crash, <laughs> you know? So I, so I appreciate their concern. Um, and then, uh, yeah, well, DVO is like, they, they've been, they've hooked it up, uh, for me for a while. And uh, randomly, Ronnie, um, one of their technicians over there at DVO, like he followed me um, and he's into hip hop and he's from New York. And, and he followed me like kind of my career and my dance stuff and everything. And oh, when I started mountain biking, he started hitting me up and was like, oh, that's cool, man. Like rad sport, right? Like, and I was like, dude, I'm loving it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, I like work on and like design suspension and stuff. And he sends me like you know, where his office and it's all the, all the, like the forks and everything. I'm like, what? Wow. He's like, yeah, let me know. I'm like, I'm letting you know. <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> um, and then like right now, my biggest sponsor is probably Sean who linked me up with like <laughs> JRA and yeah. Rocky Agreed. Mountain. Me too. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm borrowing his, his cranks right now. I'm <laughs> rocking the, the e-bike yesterday. So no, but um, yeah, I mean, through through JRA, through Sean, through JRA, through Gavin, like I got a um, really awesome setup with my my altitude, and I'm really happy with it. And um, yeah, I look forward to to continuing to um, shred for them, and as long as you know they'll they'll have me. Um, I also like I through hook it. I. I get a couple other little like things going on and i want to shout like you know e13 
oh, yeah. out. Like I like I like their stuff a lot, and you get like a crazy discount and like that Helix cassette. You know, like two hundred bucks for like a three hundred and fifty gram, you know, cassette for that range. Like is pretty awesome. And wow. then um, my uh, brace that I'm using, Mobius braces. Um, yeah. yeah, they they give me um, some support there. So um liat also um yeah that's pretty much it right now and you know all my all my uh followers who are there to see robot but um you know allow the the mountain biking content when i do post it <laughs> <laughs> they want they want more they want yeah. more we yeah want yeah more. <laughs> yeah i have to like i have to figure out I've, I'm always thinking about like, how do I kind of cross these worlds and like combine these things? Cause like, as much as like, you know, we talk about like, you know, the youth and the kids coming up and everything, like, I think on like a, a personal level, like I'm into, I'm also into getting like, you know, guys and gals like our age and older, like into just anything that gets them out and like moving around and, and out in nature and being active and like I share on a on an individual level as much as I can with anybody who's like semi interested like I you know I have people hit me up in the DMS and stuff and I I'm a nerd and a, and a techie so you know I like to get into the technical things so any technical questions people ask me I'm like I try to like lead them in a good direction you know in that way so um, yeah thank you to my my uh, my people my my followers who are like um, patient with me with the <laughs> with the mountain biking, the non-robot content. That's cool. No, that's all. I mean, that's you, right? You're mountain biker. You're robot. You're you're Chad. You're. They, I'm sure they love it all. All what is it like? Two million of them. There's a there's a whole bunch of folks there. Oh, there's um, Tyler there. What's up? Hey, there? what's there's what's Tyler. Tyler? What's up, Tyler? There he is. <laughs> Tyler, we're just giving a quick. Uh, product spotlights is there any particular product or a bike company or component you've been using lately that you'd love to just uh, shout out there to the to the folks out there in podcast land sure i'd love to um, shout out rocky mountain just because i ride for them one and uh jerry bikes and brew just because i work for vince and he tunes up my bikes for races and i love them Awesome. Awesome. I'm, I feel a theme, man, that JRA, <laughs> that Rocky Mountain, you guys got a tight crew up yeah. there, which is awesome. Um, and then Lane heading over to you, uh, for product spotlight, who would you love to put on the spotlight? Uh, I'll put out, thanks you to, uh, propane bikes, um, hand up gloves and pants. Um, they got some good apparel over there and then continental tires, actually, I've been with them for a couple of years now. And I know uh, Daniel, the North American sales rep, he's very, he's a longtime friend of mine from the BMX days. So very appreciative for that. And then, you know, just put the product spotlight on the followers and, you know, the people who watch my videos on, on a daily, they like comment, like any, you know, it's obviously because of them and, if it weren't for them, I wouldn't be where I'm exactly at right here, right now. So always appreciative of that. The friends and family who've been supportive and also not supportive on both sides of that. So thank That's you. Thank side. you to all. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Lane. Uh, and, said, and Mark. Yes. 
from all of us. Thank you to you mm-hmm. and yeah, to Joey and to everybody involved in this. We we need this as listeners and as part of the community. We need you to do this work. We all want it. And thank you for uh, somehow getting tricked into letting us come on. <laughs> no, this has been wonderful, man. I love I love just having the the podcast where people can have a platform to come to. We put our voices out there and it's fun to just see it get picked up in different areas and countries and you know, things like that. So as it grows, I love that we're all a part of this. And, uh, and, and thank you guys for being on. This is, it's a blast. Um, Lane, I was going to go back and ask real quick. You said continental tires. Are they, are they, I know nothing about this. Are they making MTV tires? Mm-hmm. Yep. They've been, uh, on the market for a couple of years now. And so, Ooh. and they'll be out at, uh, I'll be out at Sedona mountain bike festival. So for anybody listening, I know continental will be out there too. So if you are in Sedona next weekend, I'll be wearing my orange shirt like I always do 100% of the time. So when you see me, uh, don't be afraid to say hi, what's up, or you know, or let's go for a ride or anything like that. So I'm very approachable, and I, I try to always be that person. So say hey, what's up, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get in, we'll con- we'll get our contact information together, and yeah, we'll uh, go for a ride or something. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So if you guys are in Sedona, awesome mountain bike fest in Sedona. It's one of the, it's one of the great ones that we all have for the year. It's such an epic, beautiful place. Oh, here, Joey's throwing up some of the continental tires. This is what we're looking at here. Mm-hmm. Those this- are the, those are their cross, their cross country tires. I got uh continental Dirk Heisers are the one that I'm running right now. And that's their enduro mud, you know, kind of their meteor tire nice wow. but yeah they're big time they're uh they're actually the main sponsor for uh sea otter this year as well so they'll have dang. the big they're you know formula one big rig out there dang dang always so much good stuff going on in the mtb world i think the world's noticing the market for mtb and the community is so special um as we transition off this podcast and we close it up tonight um, can you guys let everybody know if they haven't already? I'm sure everyone's already following you guys, but where can they follow you guys from here out? If they discover you here on this podcast, where can they follow you guys? You guys want to reverse the order and go from lane back up? Let's do that. Let's sure. do that. Mix, mix up this time. So you can find me on on TikTok, Instagram, at Lane Van Ogle, and it's just at L-A-I-N-V-A-N-O-G-L-E. And that's just my yep right there. There it is. That's just my name. And yeah, you can get on the get on the Insta or the the TikTok is my is my go to. Um, but I'm doing a little bit more on the Instagram and the reels and stuff like that right now since uh, Facebook or Meta is picking up the picking up the pace. But uh, yeah, or YouTube. I'm on YouTube as well at Lane Venables. So nice all across the board. I gotta check that POV and give it a sub. For sure. Uh, Chad, how about you, Mad Chad? Yeah, so um, I'm just Mad Chad on all platforms. M-A-D-D-C-H-A-D-D. Double D, double D. <laughs> it's the same, and it's the, it should be the same on everything. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Got- all that. Gotcha, gotcha. Very cool. Uh, Chris? Sheesh MTB. Sheesh. Just like... Sheesh. <laughs> it's nice it's become a Very thing people shout it at me i really dig it yep. i love the logo mtb sucks Don't so do 
can, can I take 20 seconds? I'll tell you the story Absolutely, behind that. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> You're brushing your teeth, bro. <laughs> so, I broke, I broke my collarbone at the start of 21 and I was going to be out for a long time. That's when California MTB picked up my phone, created a TikTok account for me. And that's what got me started doing TikToks. I did one a day for a while and then I just, I, it got fun. Nice. That was the that was the logo he chose. MTB sucks because I was broken. Gotcha. That makes sense. That's funny when you see it though. So many different things go through your mind. You're like, <laughs> yeah. so there. That's how you follow Chris. And then Sean, how about you? Mine's easy. It's like the shirt, California MTB. I um like Lane was primarily TikTok focused, and I've moved my focus over to Instagram a little bit more lately because um. The platforms are ever changing. So maybe in three months, I'll be back the other way. But uh, TikTok and uh, Instagram both. Nice. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The squad here. I I don't know what to call you guys as a collective, but uh, we're going to go with a positive movement mountain bike community glue crew. <laughs> That's a big name. I like that. Uh, set there you stone. Go. No changes. That's the name. Uh, I just bought the domain on GoDaddy.com. Shirts are, shirts are being printed. The font's going like way off the chest out there. <laughs> oh man. Thank you guys so much for being on tonight. I really appreciate it. Uh, for all of you who are out there listening in podcast land, go ahead and give these guys a follow. They're doing some amazing things and some amazing things coming up. Take a look at what they might be doing in the future allegedly with sean and lane moving some cool stuff if you want to see some cool robot moves check out mad chad and also take a look at some of the movies that mad chad has put out there in the past he's got some he's got some epic work out there and then if you want a good laugh and watch some great stuff with sean and chris uh, make sure you guys are checking them out too so uh thank you all so much for being on the show tonight it's good to see everybody and uh don't forget Find something you love to do. Be passionate about it. Set those goals and work hard at it because all that hard work will always pay off. See you guys out there. Phew. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks for And that is a wrap, folks, on episode 62. Thank you so much for tuning in. I always appreciate you all being here. And if you get a chance and you want to share this, if you're on Apple iTunes, if you wouldn't mind giving me a review, it really helps get this podcast out there to more people. And if you are on Spotify or wherever you download this podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. If you find it valuable, please share it with a friend. And hey, Thank you all again. I hope you guys are riding some epic trails. I hope you had some great rides this week. Remember, always set those goals, work hard at it, be passionate about what you do, love what you do, and all that hard work will always pay off. Hope to see you guys out there. Phew!